Hey guys, welcome to Knockaholic Thoughts. I'm Rachel. I'm Anissa. I'm JC. And I'm Jamie. And we're just four sisters talking about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's get into it. Today's subject is going to be mostly about what you always wanted to be when you were a child. Uh, maybe some like childhood goals that you wanted to accomplish. Um, have you accomplished those goals? And what are some of your goals that you have in the future? So, I don't know. Let's kind of talk about it. Just open Sounds it up. Let's get yeah. into it. Who wants to go first? I can go. So, <laughs> Jamie here. Childhood goal, childhood dream was to be a hairstylist. Um, I remember in seventh grade, Mrs. Davis had a career day. And there was, well, I mean, I guess the middle school had a career day. And in seventh grade, there was a hairstylist, and she just made it sound so much fun, and I always enjoyed it. I always did it. I remember going to Le James, um, the school, and getting our haircut. That's where we would get our haircut, and I would watch every move that they made, and I would, like, learn as they were cutting my hair, like, oh, this is how they do layers, or what line do they follow when they are cutting for whatever. Anyway. I think in seventh grade, I finally realized that it was something that you could do for a living. I guess I didn't mm-hmm. realize that as a little kid. Do you think part of that is because, like, we maybe didn't know anyone personally who was a hairdresser? Like, yeah. do you think that has something to do with it? Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to do it, and I knew. I knew then, like, this is what I'm going to do eventually. And it took me a long time mm-hmm. to finally do it yeah but i'm so glad so glad that Mm -hmm. i did well and also i think um like it truly is an art form you know what i mean so i think probably another reason why you're so successful at it is because you're very like artistically inclined Mm -hmm. but i was just watching this tiktok the other day of this girl that put her like cut her hair Cut her own hair? Yeah, she, like, put it in pigtails, you know? She, like, cut Oh, it gosh, yeah. And, oh. Those are some of my favorite videos to watch, though. I like watching Brad Mondo. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was just about to say he's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. He's, I love him. Yes, he's hilarious. He's so relatable. And everything he says, it's like I'm thinking that in my head when he's watching those videos. Girl, no. Hey, no, girl, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Rachel, you were saying that, like, doing hair is, a, like, a form of art like yes artistic Mm -hmm. expression Mm -hmm. i agree yeah i feel like it takes somebody like one you have to have an idea of where you're going and like know how to execute that and i think that that's something that um is more difficult if you are not like more artistically Artistically inclined inclined. Mm -hmm. yeah if you don't have that kind of like creative Mm -hmm. mindset being able to deconstruct a hairstyle especially for like updos and stuff because Mm -hmm. if you look at an updo you go, okay, that's beautiful, but how did they get there? You've got to take it. Right. You have to basically take it backwards. Yeah. You're looking at, like, the the whole thing. Yeah. And then, like, figuring out how, yeah, exactly. How to get yourself. How to get there. To Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. end result. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could never do that. My whole, never. So you knew that when you were in seventh grade? I knew. I knew 100% in seventh grade. This is what I want to do. This is, I'm going to do this. Eventually, I'm Mm going to do it. But then as an adult... You know, I got married. I started having kids. Mm-hmm. 
it seemed like at that point kind of like a pipe dream like well this is probably not going to happen i did it for friends and family for fun mm-hmm. and you know lost lost it for a little while and then losing my job that's what uh that's what brought me back to it losing my job and going oh my gosh what do i want to do i I mean like i was devastated never lost a job before completely depressed do you remember that Mm -hmm. that was a rough time that Mm -hmm. was a rough year for us Mm -hmm. a lot happened that year that was a rough year yeah and how old were you it was 2015 so six years ago yeah 28 mid 20s late 20s 27 28 my age maybe it's just a transition period for us (laughs) quarter life crisis yeah decided no this is what i need to be doing nice for sure and you just did it you just went for it Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to jump head first in you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. take those risks Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's not going to happen i think probably the along those lines like the best career advice that i ever got is you're gonna have you have to stick up for yourself because no one else is gonna do it and taking that to you know no one else is gonna tell you like hold your hand and take you to the admissions office to the hair you know the hair school like if you want to do something you got to take risks because everybody else is i don't know i think another thing that really made a difference for me being able to go back to school is when i so i did it right out of high school but at that time i was living on my own and i couldn't afford to go to school full-time and work barely part-time because you were leaving at six o'clock at night and you know how many shifts can you start at 6 30 and then you're going probably super late then having to get up the next morning whatever anyway at that point i had to make a decision like either put food on my table or go to school and at that time the priority was putting food on the table Mm -hmm. for myself just for me but and then going back in 2015 internet is a lot bigger right so i had options of going to school and doing part of it online because there's no other way that i could have done it not having that option i was able to do all my theory online and only had to go to school three days a week so I was able to help support my family, but also able to achieve my dreams. So, yeah. Do you think that it helped that you had a bigger support system too? Because fast forward to 10 years later, you have three kids, a husband, and that complicates things in a different kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also had, I think you guys were living with Brian's mom. So Mm -hmm. like way more support, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that played into it too? And encouragement? Well, definitely to finish because otherwise it's hard, huh? Yeah. Otherwise, what are you going to do? I mean, I look at my life now and I look at my life then six years ago and it's so different, Mm -hmm. right? Completely different places. So, yeah. All right, Rachel, we can move on to you now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, geez. If I'm being completely honest, I don't really think that I had any big motivations i guess i really like the idea of being in comedy or doing something like improv or Mm. um like theater related being yeah kind of being in theater like being on tv or being um i don't know something fun something like you know creative where i can like use 
my like chaotic energy that I have in like a good way. Um, I almost did it when I think it was my last year. Was it my last year of being in Maryland and I almost moved to New York and I was looking up like the Upright Citizens Brigade school and I had a place that I could live and literally was like, instead of coming back to Iowa, I was moving to New York City and that's what I was going to do and I was just going to get a serving job. I was going to go to the Upright Citizens Brigade and I was going to do improv and I was going to serve and I was going, that's what I was going to do. And then I just got like super cold feet about it and then I ended up coming here, coming back home, which is fine. Um, but do you think that, um, mostly because of like the bigger city life was just not for you and you felt uncomfortable in that situation? Yeah. Uh, Well, I think so. I mean, it definitely would have been a huge adjustment, uh, 100%. Um, but that is something that I do kind of wish that I would have like kind of taken the leap and just done it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't think it's too late. I just think that I'm in like a little bit of a different place now. I'm in more, I think, more of a transition period now in my life than I've ever been before. Um, Just kind of, I don't really know where I'm going or what I want to do. I know I want to do something. Um, I just don't know what or how to do it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So can I ask you, what is it about, like, what draws you to theater, drama, um, performing for people? Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you can kind of block out. Like you can, you can completely get into like character, quote unquote character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just completely block out the rest of the world. You know, you just kind of get in a zone. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things that's, it's kind of fun. Um, just to be in character and, and mess around and be silly or make people laugh, Mm -hmm. you know? I like could physical never. comedy mm-hmm. is my favorite. I could never do improv. I was terrible at it. Were you I really? mean, I was terrible at it. Yeah. Being able to watch you and Timmy. I don't remember you doing improv. I wasn't real big on improv. Um, I liked more so like plays and musicals. Like Same. having a script mm-hmm. to go by instead of thinking. I'm not a person that thinks quick on like the top of their head. On your feet. Witty. So, being able to. Yeah. I remember watching you and Timmy and going, oh my gosh, that is so cool. No that joke. you guys can just. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, okay, that was one of the things is because, so when I was a sophomore, um, I was taking a drama class and, you know, Mrs. Bush, she was giving out extra credit if you got up in front of the class and did like a solo improv of sorts. And I just was, I I was just like, oh, I want to try it, you know? And I remember the characters. I was a, like a bug terminator and an ice cream salesman and I was like stuck on the tracks was my situation (laughs) and I was just like the guy was freaking out because the ice cream was melting and the exterminator came and he was like looking at it and he was like oh you got some like bugs in your tailpipe you know (laughs) and like doing all this stuff and the bell rang and I remember walking out of the classroom and I was walking down the hallway and Miss Bush ran up to me and she like cornered me up against the lockers Mm -hmm. she was like why aren't you in speech like (laughs) why why, why didn't you go out for speech this year like you need to be going out like you better go out next year or whenever Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my gosh okay well sure you know and that's kind of how i got into it but she was always very um helpful you know encouraging encouraging i loved her Mm -hmm. yeah 
But I also th- do think that a lot of that, too, is just kind of having confidence in yourself. You know, you were... S- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just having confidence in yourself. And I mean, the people that make it, if you're thinking about it like that, like if you're doing things like being a hairstylist or being, you know, in the theater or whatever, um, a lot of that stuff is just putting yourself out there over and over again. Because the only way you're going to get exposure is by making a constant effort to mm-hmm. you know be Fight rejected yourself, make it yeah. happen and then being okay with being rejected and i think that right now that's kind of where I, i'm a little bit more scared of putting myself out there too much and being rejected or like mm-hmm. you know especially in like the social media era of stuff so anyway that's a long-winded way of saying that's what i want it to be in right now i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the sky's the limit i guess what about you jc Okay, so a couple of things. When I was little, I remember, for whatever reason, I wanted to go to Harvard because I wanted to be a lawyer. And then... You would be um, a good lawyer, I think. See, so I think that I would enjoy the um, aspect of, like, the research and, like, fact-finding and that kind of thing. I'm a people-pleaser, like, to my core, And so having to debate people or, like, uh, prove someone wrong is hard for me. So Mm -hmm. that was, like, the confrontation feel of it um, never would have went very well. I also always wanted to be a writer. And um, I do kind of... I haven't completely ruled that out of my life i think that that is something that i could always go back to because i I really do enjoy writing um and i think that sometimes people have a natural knack for things like hair and you just know it you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. um for me i think that that's probably writing and uh communication i feel like that's something i'm just really good at um but it's also risky and i feel like i'm very risk averse because calculated risks only yes Mm -hmm. exactly exactly and so that is so i think that maybe someday i could return to that i think that i would like to do um so like when i was at drake my favorite classes were always my lit classes and my writing classes and um i always got really great compliments from my professors um in regards to writing and i attribute a lot of that to the writing and like the um, language instructors that we had at uh, school, Mr. Oltman's and Mrs. Bush were really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, I think, what I had really wanted to do when I was like really little. And then when I got into high school, I think we had talked about this before. Um, I wanted to go into, um, I wanted to be the Secretary of Interior, which is like. Uh, for environmental science and, and environmental policy that's what i wanted to do so i don't know do you always have like big dreams like not like big you know what i mean but like very like specific goals yeah specific like professional well i think that for me i'm very goal oriented and so i need those place markers of things uh, that i want to do so even now in my current life and my current career I'm always looking for what is the next place and how do I get there and how do I grow and make myself Mm -hmm. 
how do I help myself achieve that goal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was that way too when I was working in like the business. I, I don't know when Cor- I when I was corporate. working. Yeah, like I remember working as a teller and going in five years. I want to be a branch manager. I remember saying that and going, I will do this. This will happen. And I had been working as a teller for a couple of years at that point. And then, like you said, going, okay, what are my goals? Or like, what steps do I need to take to actually get there? And can I do it? And will I do it? And eventually I did. Mm -hmm. But having those goals set up in place helps. I mean, just even like the little goals on your way to that big goal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not being unrealistic about your end goal either you know so i said i gave myself five years because i was like i'm not going to do this in one year i'm not going to do it in two years but i can do it in five mm-hmm. every little step of the way is an opportunity right mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not a goal person i don't set goals i just kind of fly by the seat of my pants mm-hmm. in almost every situation or <laughs> I, I kind of almost feel that that's kind of a generational thing mm. um jamie jc being the oldest i feel like sort of your mentality is different when it comes to that sort of viewing and thinking whereas me and rachel in the younger generation mm. it's whatever you mm-hmm. know like if it happens it happens but mm-hmm. i don't think we're really out to set our like goals and Mm-hmm. actually acquire them does that make sense because i feel like you guys definitely are more like that mm-hmm. well and not. yeah i don't even like i mean yes definitely generational but i think to just uh, household even like the expectations for the two of you versus us were a lot higher mm-hmm. than, than so i was actually just having this conversation with oliver the other night um because going back to like goal setting and and in in a school setting i was very always very studious like i took it very probably way too more too much too serious too serious i probably took it more seriously than i should have Mm -hmm. you know um so he's been having this you know he's had a few late assignments and he's assigned late late slips getting sent home and I'm having an, existen- an existential crisis about this because I'm like, oh my God, he's getting late. So what does this mean for his future? Mm-hmm. Like, we're doomed because that's just something that I didn't do. And so I was talking You're to him doomed. about it. I'm being dramatic, obviously. <laughs> I know I that I'm I don't I'm think being you dramatic. are. That is what is hilarious. I can tell you. You're going into like a... <laughs> but I, I, at the same time, at least give me props for recognizing that I know this is dramatic, mm-hmm. right? And and so I've had these conversations with Dad too, and he's like, "You need to lighten up because he's nine. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, Jamie, when I was in fourth grade, you were in fifth grade. We were doing two things. One, th- we were babysitting the kids by ourselves when Mom and Dad would go and clean Pepsi, mm-hmm. and we were going to help them. And we had keys to offices, executive offices, where we had to get the trash vacuum the floors mm-hmm. clean the bathrooms mm-hmm. take Desk. out the trash yeah mm-hmm. we we had actual this, jobs after school this mm-hmm. we were going in most nights after school responsible to go help were, mom and dad get that job done yeah we were either doing one or both of those things right we were babysitting or going to work right and if we were home, we had chores around the house we had to do. We had mm-hmm. to make sure that we were helping keep the house cleaned up, 
that we were making sure you guys were safe and cared for and bathed and yeah and we had to on top of our homework and everything else that we had to do so let's be real i never did a day of homework in my life (laughs) okay i didn't i had no interest i remember watching you do homework in the kitchen while we were i don't know just having a night at home in linden and i was like how can she do that like there's other stuff going on and she's like doing her homework i'm like that's boring i don't think so i don't want to be involved in what's happening i could never make myself do it i could do it five minutes before the bell rang Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in class Mm -hmm. and turn it in and still get a good grade and never studied for tests yep nope Mm -mm. very last minute and that's the thing too like i devoted my life to studying and still like people like you guys and i say you guys because i know rachel especially you too i'm not too sure about you um but fly by the seat of your pants you know not put in the work that i was doing and then still like i usually got turn out test scores yeah Yeah. what (laughs) i did every time my Mm -hmm. test scores were what got me through high school yeah same i didn't do any homework nope i could Mm -hmm. test well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see because i could barely pay attention but i would i would hear all the high points Mm -hmm. like okay this is it's like my brain knew what to keep track of Mm -hmm. or like if i was reading something we had to read maybe or something i'd be like okay this looks important i better memorize that yeah but i didn't write shit down Mm -hmm. nope see so here's the thing too so Oliver is very artistically inclined. I, I think he wants to be a singer. That's what he loves to do. Like, he loves it. Um, Good at it. After we saw AJR, I think that he was just like, Mom, this is what I want to do with mm-hmm. my life. Like, I know that that's what I want to do. And so, a part of me knows that everybody's journey is different. And it's okay if he's not super studious. It's not the end of the world. He is nine. It's not a big deal. But it's just something that... Stresses you out? Yeah, because I'm just very different. I'm very different that way. And then, so on top of this, I will throw this out into the universe because I feel incredibly guilty about this. So this whole past week, he had this late, you know, he's had five late assignments and getting the slip home from the teacher. And I'm looking at this, freaking out, lecturing him. You know, we got to get this under control. They've been grounded for a week. And then yesterday... He has his last football game of the season and we're getting ready to go and like 15 minutes from leaving. I'm thinking the whole day it's at three. It's at three. Oh shoot. I better look up exactly where we're going. The game was at one thirty, and we missed his last football game. Mm. Oh. Devastated. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of feel like karma a little bit? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh my gosh that that was a bad mom moment for me though like i felt that like gosh dang it and a part of me is like okay this is just peewee football it's not the end of the world but at the same time it's like i'm trying to instill in him these values of honoring your commitments and being there and doing what you need to do and here i am okay but that was clearly like an honest mistake yeah but still how dare you right. not be perfect? It's like How? it was sabotage. <laughs> you say <see> a sandwich? <laughs> no, I was saying that earlier. Now I'm saying sabotage. So anyways, that's where I'm at. I'm pretty sure he's going to forgive you for that. Maybe he won't. Maybe he for will. the whole... But well, I if he has your memory, he probably won't. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring that up 15 years from now. <laughs> hey, remember Do you that remember? Time? Well, and here's the thing. I think that he knows that I feel bad about it and he can use it against use you. It. Never give them that. <laughs> There's one thing I've learned as a parent. Just kidding. Don't give them the satisfaction. <laughs> what about you, Renissa? I've had a couple um, a couple goals, a couple dreams when I was younger. I remember when I was little, in like first grade, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. But I always had and feel like I had deep connections with my teachers. And so growing up, like as I met these people and interacted with them, the grade I wanted to teach got higher. Mm-hmm. So in first grade, I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. In fourth grade, I wanted to be a fifth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I want to be a high school teacher because, you know, Mrs. Bush and Miss Hicks were my absolute favorites. But, um, so I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to go to UNI and then be a teacher and minor in theater and mm. maybe cross my way to New York and be on Broadway so I could sing and do that fun stuff. And I don't know, just a part of me was just like, I don't know if I can really do this. That's a lot for one person. And also being 18 and having these big dreams Mm -hmm. and then not following through with it just kind of burns you down. Like, so I was in a bit of a depressed state after high school. Along those lines, though, I think as a society, we put way too much pressure on 18 year olds to think that they know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. They should have any idea of what they want to do for the rest of their Mm -hmm. lives because honestly i would say probably not until you're at least 30 do you really start to hit those career highs of being where you're meant to be and and knowing yeah what you're doing Mm -hmm. well aren't you 25 when your frontal lobe fully develops so how are you supposed to know what you're gonna want to do for the rest of your life right seven years before your brain is even fully developed mm-hmm. or that you're supposed to commit to something like that mm-hmm. yeah like I go mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt and then be because like, of something that you think that you might be interested in mm-hmm. and then changing your mind a year into school or something like that mm-hmm. you know i've i've ha- i have people i went to school with that have done that gone to college for something and then they don't want to do it anymore and then change Mm -hmm. their mind so i will say along those lines because i feel like i am the poster child for that i obviously graduated with an environmental science degree and now i'm in the insurance industry but there are there were some very um important maybe pivotal things that i learned along the way that have helped me in my career but i'm not saying that i couldn't have learned those somewhere else Mm -hmm. either right Mm -hmm. right yeah because that's my thing is uh college is not for me school in general wasn't for me i knew that from oh yeah kindergarten you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i was like yeah no this is like i'm gonna do this because i have to but i'm not i don't care for it i don't care to like continue it um but that's the thing too is and kind of what i what i'm saying is like any advancement that i had in my career came from experience came Mm -hmm. from working the job being there seeing how things were done and i think that that um is so much more like important at the end of the day because yes you can have a degree you can have an idea of how things run but every place it doesn't matter where you go is different right Mm -hmm. and every business is going to be run like you're still you're still going to be on a learning curve there Mm -hmm. and have to adapt 
which is fine um but yeah i'm not i mean i get i get the importance of school and college and stuff Mm -hmm. but i think the important thing right now and maybe what we're all trying to say is don't get yourself down just because you didn't accomplish one of those goals absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. because i moved on i moved on you know and it didn't bother me anymore and i just found more important things elsewhere you know realized Mm -hmm. really how much my family means to me and how i can help to be a better person towards these people not only for myself but for my nieces and nephews you know being an an example yeah so when you were talking about that that actually really touched my heart because for one thing i don't think that i ever knew that about you and i think that that's really cool but then also i see how good you are with kids and how something like that would have been a totally fantastic fit for you because you love with all of your heart and kids need that in their lives you know because not every kids come from um environments where they get that kind of love and interaction Mm -hmm. um but then you also can be stern and serious when you need to be Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) yeah like oh hey let's have fun but at this time we gotta get serious Mm -hmm. if you don't listen (laughs) i'm gonna look at you (laughs) and you'll know she's got the death glare you done wrong (laughs) so what was what was your other goal you said you had a couple um it was the broadway one being a singer being a singer mm-hmm. i've always loved musical theater mm-hmm. always but i think too that stems from when you guys were in high school and me and rachel going to see you guys perform and that was really my first experience with um theater mm-hmm. you know and like seeing you guys on stage i'm like i want to do that mm-hmm. and i did do that in high school mm-hmm. i think that's one of my favorite memories is when i was a freshman and rachel was a senior and we did the play and musical together Mm -hmm. getting to work on productions together yeah true confessions i hate performing in front of people absolutely hate it my least favorite thing ever there's something about it that gives me adrenaline and just that feeling of being hyped up like Mm -hmm. oh my god like you feel like you've got to pee your pants the whole time almost yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i loved it i loved it too Mm -hmm. i hate it it manifests me it manifests itself in me as like self-loathing and like distress and anxiety yeah i can't it's it's horrible it's not fun i don't like it Mm -mm. you're weird (laughs) apparently because you guys all have it like even to me he with his improv like he's so good at improv Mm -hmm. and so funny and witty yeah timmy's hilarious it's disgusting yeah i just mm -mm. it's one of my favorite things actually is to watch him do that mm-hmm. hilarious mm-hmm. he hasn't done it in a while but anyways now that we talked about our childhood goals and dreams i do now want to talk about um goals we might have for us in the future maybe like 10 years from now have you guys ever thought about that like what do you want to do what do you want to be doing not necessarily with like work but for instance me and rachel like do you want to be married do you want to be settled down we can start with you oh my god do I want to be married in 10 years? Well, realistically? I mean, I mean, it was just like... Realistically, a- yes. 10 years. That's You're going to be 38. <laughs> no. If I'm being completely honest, that was never... I never pictured myself being married a single time. I was like, that's not for me. I already know it's not for me. I'm way too headstrong for that. And I don't care enough about anybody else's opinion. 
too. I would just like to say we're going to listen back to this in 10 years from now and you're going to be married with like five <laughs> kids. <laughs> bite your tongue. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having kids. I thought that, that, I mean, I really wouldn't. I think about that. I think I'm at that age now where I have like baby craves, but that whole idea gives me anxiety because I would want to be married like to somebody, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. having children with him just because I feel like the logistics of that, as JC would know, are a nightmare, you know? And so, not to put me on blast or anything, but yeah. But okay. I just mean, you know what I mean? Like, we, uh, there are examples mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it can be a nightmare. And me being 28, that means that I would want to be dating somebody for at least two years. Mm-hmm. And then, girl, that's plenty get of married, time. you know, two to three years, then have kids by the time I'm 30. Anyway, no, that's not in the cards for me, I don't think. So then, do that's you have any other like, yeah, aspirations like, that you want to accomplish? What do you, where do you really see yourself? I don't really see myself anywhere to be honest i don't know okay, i don't well that's depressing it's not depressing you no, just live your life i completely you fly by I'll just your be, pants. yeah like i don't i don't know i feel like i feel like i could end up anywhere not to be like depressing like i don't really see myself going anywhere doing anything but like it, right now like the opportunities and options are literally endless they yeah. could, you and could do or, we were talking about like me like flying by the seat of my pants i am i'm a very spur of the moment mm-hmm. i make decisions spur of the moment that gives me so and much so anxiety i could literally tomorrow decide that i'm moving to maryland and pick up and leave or you know what i mean decide that i'm going to utah or the, and so i don't know where i'm going to end up because a big chunk of that would depend on whether or not i was settled down with somebody mm-hmm. what does drive those um motivations though those like impulsive thoughts or like is it happiness is it What's a mental illness 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent? it is anxiety and probably nervous system um do you really think that though yeah any any big decision that i've made has come out of a time when i've been like absolutely miserable out of spontaneity as well yeah out of like a need for like a a complete shock to my senses like uh when i was working at the school i hated it it was one of the worst jobs and i loved i loved what i was doing i loved working with my kid but i hated the environment and like didn't really care for the teacher i was working with you know um it gave me a lot of anxiety and so i kind of what so i'm just thinking about like have you ever thought about therapy and counseling (laughs) yeah this has turned into a mental health check with rachel i mean i just feel like that could that could be helpful in understanding and 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 this is completely different (laughs) you're getting so much anxiety from her talking that you're like i need to help her (laughs) this is a good way for you to get help i completely understand where rachel's coming from because it's an unforeseen thing and i imagine like when i was 18 i had no idea what it would look like when i was 26 being Mm -hmm. where i am now i would have not even guessed that you know what i'm saying well and here's the thing too it would be different if i felt like the things that i was doing and the decisions that i was making Uh, had ended like had been detrimental for me if I had quit my job and then ran off and then it was like a complete mess but for the most part like anything that I've things have worked out things have worked out yeah um and anytime that I felt like that and I've decided that I needed a change and like whatever I was able to regroup and 
reground yourself reground myself correct but yeah to answer your question i need therapy i'm aware (laughs) i've been reading i've been reading a book i can't afford therapy at the moment but um i've bought a couple books and i've been like meditating and been on like mental health tiktok and stuff so there are free counseling clinics out there so yeah but maybe we could regroup after the podcast and talk about some of that (laughs) maybe as you stress out right so let's jump in with you then jc okay so um i've thought a lot about this so i'm currently getting my mba so in a couple of years i will have graduated with my mba um i'm really hoping to get into leadership executive leadership so career-wise that is where i would like to be um as far as like family wise um are you talking five or ten years right now five ten five i guess five years um the boys will still be in school so maybe if we like 10 years out because i've committed to the boys that like from a relationship perspective i don't really want to get into dating um or anything like that until they're graduated you know Mm -hmm. so potentially i'll be you know dipping my toe back into the dating scene and living my life as a real single you know Mm -hmm. single with adult boys that's weird to think about that will be my life in 10 years though both of you yeah Mm -hmm. well jamie will be married she'll be an empty nester right i mean just as like the kids having adult children will be an empty nester but if your children take after us then you'll never (laughs) (laughs) between your siblings and your children probably never have an empty house that's okay i never want an empty house (laughs) were you finished yeah i'm done Hmm. okay i'm boring compared to rachel you're not at all (laughs) i just think you're very clear compared to me i don't think you're boring you painted a picture for me rachel showed me out the window i was like look at all the possibilities (laughs) i don't know am i gonna go over there by that tree jc drew a map and i was just like everything the light touches (laughs) belongs to someone else apparently oh my god all right jane what about you uh okay well within the next five years i will probably own the salon uh, myself so i have some decisions to make which i'm not sure how i want to go that yet and that is either have my salon be where i hire stylists and it's an actual i pay the stylists or if i keep it as a rental salon and have uh, stylists come in as renters and rent their chair so i've got two options there so kind of what you're doing now right i mean technically yes i rent my chair but i also own a share of the business right 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 right. and with the two gals that i work with they're quite a bit older than i am and um they're getting ready to retire here within the next two or three years so realistically this goal is i guess i have to really clarify that goal I, i don't really know yet because i have to make a decision on there i just know where it's headed within the next five years which is going to be i will own the salon solely you buy by myself out? yeah so that's happening mm-hmm. regardless and then um as far as fun things i really want to go to europe mm-hmm. um in five years lily will be 18 and the other two will not be very far behind her so we'll have all teenagers 
and we really want to take the kids to Europe, so I'm hoping within the next five years we go to Europe. Uh, more short term, I want to own a house, whether that's the house we live in right now or if it's something else that is a very... Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. That is something I am going to do. That we've had we've had opportunities in the past and they've just never panned out, and then now we're getting real freaking serious about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be awesome. Europe would be amazing. I'm gonna own a business. I mean, I kind of I own my own business now, but like really mm-hmm. own everything about it. And Do you like you're pretty like gonna thoroughly vet the the people that are in the chairs oh yeah are you gonna let um the two ladies you're working with now are they gonna have any say and what i do uh, not in what you do but like in who you bring in no no No. they will not they're gonna be retired and out the door it'll be a hundred percent yeah Mm -hmm. so are you starting to think about branding right now and location and whether or not you want to stay or does that all play into what happens like if you're renting chairs or if you're hiring it really it's gonna i have to make a pros and cons list i have a good friend who i kind of consider a mentor who said you know what i did she said i did the renting chairs she's like that's honestly more drama she said when you're the boss you get to make the decisions end of story Mm -hmm. so she's like in that way this is the way to go she said you get to do whatever you want to do because you own this mm-hmm. this is yours mm-hmm. where if you have renters come in they're making their own decisions they're here when they want to be and stuff like that which there's a lot of freedom in that and i love that but at the same time i'm kind of bossy mm-hmm. i've got oldest child <laughs> syndrome mm-hmm. i need to be in charge and i want to run things the way that i want my salon to be run so i'm thinking I don't know. I I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards that, I guess, but we'll have to see. Depends mm-hmm. on how much work I want to put into it, too. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I never thought about that, but that's awesome. What about you, Ninos? Um, five to ten years from now, I definitely want to be married, as opposed to Rachel. <laughs> I know for sure that's what I want, and children. It's always been a goal of mine. I've always, always wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm dying to be an aunt again, so... I know. I want a in, baby around <laughs> me somewhere. Not mine. I'm really not in any rush, um, but I've always, always loved babies, mm-hmm. children. I'm a... You're a mother. I mother wonder, at heart, I feel. Do you ever wonder if, like... I know that all of our nieces and nephews are growing up now, but I wonder if you having your own kids, if they'll, like, if there will be any jealousy there. Or, like, resentment. I not think, like resentments. Well, yeah, maybe a little bit of resentment, like a little bit of like, ugh, we used to be our babies, and then like, now <laughs> I you're think here. They're all old, older now. Mm-hmm. That if I had a, a baby when they were still babies, like when Lily was five, mm-hmm. I think it would have been different for sure. Mm-hmm. Then there would have been some jealousy, but now I feel like they would be how I was toward them. Oh yeah, yeah. and have that, and um, obviously they would have that unconditional love, but they'd be like. Ugh, this is baby's my baby. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it'd be weird. It's yeah. our turn now. They've got some yeah. ownership in it. Yeah. They're right. Like, right. Oh, we want to babysit. We want to help you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that, that relationship that too. too would be more like um, an Siblings. aunt. Well, I'm thinking more like an aunt, niece, nephew relationship than cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're so much older and they have more. You know what I mean? And yeah. I guess like you were there. I mean, obviously you're not having kids, you know, next year or anything, but. You were their age when they were born, so mm-hmm. 
that's crazy to think about isn't it mm-hmm. yeah yeah life happens fast mm-hmm. for sure but i also don't really think of them as like nieces and nephews though like i think of them as like little brothers and sisters you mm-hmm. know like still give them shit mm-hmm. let them know who's boss <laughs> do you think that's because our family is too close I don't think we're too close. Yeah, that's right. kind of like a negative way of putting it. But too close. Seeing from the outside, I think we are. Too yeah, close we probably to are a little people. too close. I think it's like unhealthy too close. Well, I didn't like mean we, like that. I just mean therapy. that like we're <laughs> probably. I if we're, we're being completely honest. Yes, I've actually thought about putting myself in the boys and family therapy. Well, that's what. Okay, so like, um, as far as like boundaries go, like family boundaries. And well, stuff? that's that's what I mean. Like, do you think you think of them more as brothers and sisters because? as a family we're so close like you don't have that kind of um healthy boundary no not even a healthy boundary but like i know what you're talking about that that sort of like like um, like the the hierarchy of you're an aunt and a niece versus a brother and a sister like two sisters no because they at the end of the day they know who's in charge (laughs) renissa you know like even when mm-hmm. mom and dad are around mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying is there's they still know like at the end of the day if i'm there you do what i say you know what i mean but like we can still mess around and have fun and like goof around and stuff like that but i don't think that it's like a i just mean like i i appreciate that they feel close enough with us to like give a shit yeah like mm-hmm. mess around with us right. or like joke around with us you know what i mean or like the other night i spent the night at your house it was the cutest thing in the whole world I was like sleeping and the girls were getting up. I was sleeping on the couch and the girls were getting up and getting ready for work or school. And Lillian came up to me and like kissed me on the forehead before she left for work or for school. And it was so adorable. And I asked Jamie because it was like kind of like in a haze. Like I felt it, but I didn't know for sure what was going on. And I asked Jamie and I was like, did you kiss me on the forehead this morning? And she was like, no. (laughs) She's like, it it was probably Madden or Lily. But that was adorable. You know what I mean? So, like, it that makes me happy cute. that they feel comfortable enough with us. And we have that kind of relationship. That's cute. Anyway, continue. No, I was... I was. So, you see that in your future. Kids. Marriage. Marriage. The whole enchilada. The Living whole in enchilada. Iowa. Yes. I would never leave Iowa. I don't think I ever will either. I don't think I, I will love either. Iowa. It's, like, the perfect... It's city, but it's not huge and, like, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it's... I don't know. It's, it's just comforting. growing. It's not like super There's dangerous. Right. It's safer mm-hmm. than other places. Which yeah. is funny because I remember when we first moved here, we were seven and eight when we moved here. And we were like, as soon as we turn 18, we're moving back to Utah and we're never coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look at us now. We're very comfortable. <laughs> we are officially Iowans. Oh, yeah. Only after 25 years, though. Yeah. 26. And, uh, 26 years. Mm-hmm. Raising little, little corn fed babies mm-hmm. that's all i got for now today hmm. that was good i feel like we learned a lot about each other yeah we did that was Me good too good sharing episode all right guys well that was our episode on childhood goals and reality checks if we you wanna- have any uh ideas or feedback or what's another word that i'm looking for things you, can you want re- us to talk yeah about things you want us to fine. talk about uh you can reach us at non-coholic not Coholic thoughts at gmail.com you can also find us on instagram and facebook uh look for us to do are we on face we're not on facebook we're not yet. on facebook look for us on tiktok and um our youtube channel starting soon all right she's making a lot of promises <laughs> we have a gmail account right now the other things are in the works 
We have Instagram. We do we have an Instagram. Instagram. We do have an Instagram. We haven't posted a single thing on Instagram All I'm yet. trying to say is things to look forward to. Also, just apologize. We're very sorry for the hiatus that seems to be um, occurring every time we post We did have sickness. We did have sickness. All up in the fam. Mm-hmm. I'm just now getting over it. Yeah. We're like a month and a half of leaving our listeners on the hook. So, yeah. you know what, guys? Maybe we're even back. two months. It'd be like that sometimes. We we're should have been again. the not-coholic procrastinators. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Is it too late to change our name? Are we stuck? <laughs> we're stuck now. This is it. That's who we are. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We can't wait to hear from you. Uh, we can't wait for you to hear from us again. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't wait to hear from you. We can't wait to hear from you, though. Yeah. Please yes, email have, us. We, we have heard from some listeners. We read those emails. We love those emails. They give us so much mm-hmm. encouragement and excitement. So please keep yeah. it coming. Reignite our flame. Anyway. Until next time. Love you guys. Draper sisters are out. Bye bye. That's it. <laughs>